Bloom Theory podcast where I talk about blooming in your career and in your life, or at least that's what I'm hoping to learn about. We're all trying to ask the question on what career we should choose to follow our passions and our dreams, and so that's my biggest um, goal of this podcast is to explore that a little bit further. And today I am talking to my friend Amy and we're going to get into a little bit more about how we met, I think a little bit in today's podcast. But basically, Amy and I met at my previous job and like I said in my last episode, she was one of those relationships that I formed and honestly, when she started working there, we just pretty much instantly clicked. Amy is such an easy person to talk to, one of the most genuine and sweet people I know. I'm not just saying that either. Like, she really is just a hype queen. She is a supportive queen. She has always just supported me so much in, like, these crazy ideas I always have (laughs) of, like, my future dream business future dream career I always just tell her these crazy ideas and I'm one of those people that I just come up with these random ideas and I'm like okay these are the most stupid things but you know I'll tell Amy and she will literally hype me up like I'm going to achieve it tomorrow and I just think you need people like that in your life you need people that don't make you think that your dreams are ever too big to dream and to accomplish and Amy is one of those people that I think she is going to achieve really great things because she just has such an open mindset is that even the word for it an open mind uh, <laughs> I don't even I don't even know what it's called not a closed mindset but what you know whatever the opposite of that would be she she is <laughs> there she be um She is just such a go-getter and it's funny because she even speaks about how like in this podcast she spoke a little bit about how she was stepping out of her comfort zone doing a class and taking a class all by herself but honestly she just does things that I'm like I don't even think she even realizes how confident she comes across as and she's like you know very humble about it. So, I just want to introduce to you guys Amy. She is doing her master's in forensic science. She just started, so we're going to be talking a little bit about her thoughts on that and kind of navigating life after her undergrad because she did take a couple gap years before she started her master's and now she's working and doing her master's at the same time. So, she speaks a little bit on that as well. Yeah, I don't want to talk too much in the intro today just because we did have a great, nice, long talk before Zoom decided to cut us off, but it's fine. Um, Not really sure why Zoom decided to suddenly limit my time on Zoom. Let me know if that's normal. I've actually had pretty long Zoom videos or like Zoom conferences recently before and it didn't cut me off after 40 minutes and this time it did. So, I have a little bit of beef with Zoom after this, (laughs) so we had some technical difficulties, but it's fine. Anywho, let's get on with the episode. If you guys like this podcast, if you like the episode, please take a minute 
while you're listening to rate this five stars. If you listen on Apple Podcasts or if you use Apple, if you wouldn't mind going to Apple Podcasts and reading five stars and leaving a review, I would love to start reading the reviews if you guys leave any. Um, I'm just, you know, waiting around for someone to leave a review and read them aloud to the podcast. And so with that, let's get on with the interview. Hi, Amy. Welcome to my podcast. Hey, it's good for you to have me. It's good to be here. (laughs) We have been talking about this for such a long time. And by such a literally like since we first met, basically, you were like talking about podcasts and how you were on one. I'm like, oh, I want to start a podcast one day. And I remember you always talk about it at lunch. Like you were just like, I want to start a podcast. And I was just like, girl, don't just do it. And you're just like, oh, I don't know. I'm just like, <laughs> but why not? And you're like, well, I have to have you on the podcast one day. And you know, here's today, you know, I'm here. Today, <laughs> has, today has finally come. You are mm-hmm. definitely, I feel like you're one of those people that you actually drive me to do things. Oh, <laughs> I'm for real. Yeah. Like you are one of those people where I'm like, you know what? Amy says I can do it so I can do it like I need to just start like you're one of those people where it's just like a motivation I don't know a motivator no because like you just have like so many like different like hobbies and stuff and like people are just like oh like what are your hobbies I'm like I don't know I don't have any hobbies so like when people have like hobbies and interests I'm just like yes like number one fan like I'm in the stands like what's the like I cut off your head like let's go like <laughs> you really are though like you're so supportive <laughs> But I feel like that with you, like you're very talented, you're smart. I feel like we immediately clicked when we started working together, honestly. Like, I don't even remember the point where it was like awkward between us. Like you just showed up, like you just literally showed up (laughs) to work. I mean, you took me like under your wing and trained me. Like, (laughs) I love training people, honestly, unless they're like not receptive. Wait, is that Mm -hmm. the right word? Receptive? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I, so. <laughs> I was I was like excited I was like extra hands a new person to teach I'm bored mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay so today we're just going to talk about like a little bit about you and your life so can you just start off by like introducing yourself to our podcast audience what you're doing right now for like your job and then also for school my name is Amy. Um, I work in clinical research. I am a lab tech. Um, you said school. School. I go. Should I say my school? I go to Towson University. I'm getting my master's in forensic science. Um, I'm doing DNA track. Yeah, that's a pretty good summary of like what I do. Yeah, this is my. I just finished my first semester, yeah, but I'm only. I'm like I'm doing school part time, so two classes at a time because I'm broke you know and my job like gives me money for it so I'm just like all right we're gonna do it that way because I went to school out of state for my undergrad and yeah those loans still calling me so I'm like we're gonna do school part-time and have my job pay for it a little bit so that, that's the plan go. I'm on now yeah <laughs> okay so Zoom just told me that I have nine minutes left if I rest. <laughs> Like what? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> when do I have to upgrade after having a Zoom call? Like last time I did this for an hour and a half and it didn't tell me anything. And now it's telling me I need to upgrade. 
What is going on? Okay, so hold your thoughts. I'm going to restart this meeting and see what happens. Okay, going back. Going back to your wonderful life. (laughs) Tell me what it's been like starting your master's and balancing work and then also school because you kind of touched on that and then how you're handling like the student loans with that because I think that's smart how you're handling it. So I think that if you can kind of offer insight on that for people that also are dealing with student loans from undergrad and then trying to get their master's, I think it would be really helpful. I highly recommend having your job pay for your education because I mean, there's less money out in your pocket. So I mean, like my job offers $5,000 a year, which it really isn't much, but like it pays for like three of my classes. Like I would pay for like my fourth one. So if I take two of semester, I just pay for my last one. But um, recommend part-time. My track is very flexible. So like, it's not like a two-year type track. It's kind of just like you, you do it as you can. So like, that's nice. So like when you're like looking for schools, just if you're trying to be like really flexible with your time, look for like a track that's like very flexible as well. And I mean, when it comes to like having time for school, like my work schedule has kind of been like really like uh, to like accommodate like my uh, my class schedule. So like I would do like nine hour days, Monday through Wednesday, Thursday would be like a half day and then like Friday would be a normal day. I mean, given I could have just did like four tens, like four 10 hour shifts, but I don't know. That's a lot. Hours. Yeah, 10 <laughs> hours is long. It is yeah. really long. And yeah. I know like 12 hour shifts is like you feel like you can barely make it. <laughs> so to do that and then do a half day is still like if you had to do it in a row, which you probably would yeah. do, which would be a really a lot. That and like when it comes to like clinical research, I mean, like there are studies, like there's days when it's like really, really busy days and like there's days where it's like really really slow so just imagine coming in and you're working a 10 or a 12 and it's like not busy like the day just drags, drags on, on. Yeah. so it's just like <laughs> dude them nine hour days you having me I was like um yeah especially because those last what two three hours of a normal day shift really are super super slow normally yeah. I mean I don't know how it is now but when I was there I was always pretty slow Things are picking up. They're picking up now. We got some complicated studies going on. So I'm sure that's yeah. good and bad at the same time. Yeah, like we have to do like mock, like we did like mock trials on like how to do the processing, like the urine processing. Cause like it was honestly just like so much. Like there were like so many different steps and we like divided it between like five different people because it was just like so much going wow. on. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dang. So for like doing your master's, do you feel like your past jobs, I mean, you can talk about your past jobs a little bit. Do you think Mm -hmm. that those helped you, helped prepare you for your master's at all? Or if you were to go back, would you try not to work? Because you worked for what, two or three years before going? I, so I graduated in 2019. Uh, Then I did a temp job for a dairy company. And then for a year and a half, I worked for a like artificial flavor and fragrance company for, yeah, for a year and a half. And I mean, 
my my track is forensic science like they both don't relate to like what I want to do but I mean yeah they don't relate but I mean like still like science it's just like my last job was very like organic chemistry which was really cool even though I'm doing like a biology track but yeah they don't relate but <laughs> You know, yeah, really. yeah, but, but like, <laughs> would you suggest, like, let's say an undergrad came to you and they were like, I really want to do what you're doing or do forensic science eventually, but they're a bio major or something right now, or even a forensic major. Would you suggest that they take the track that you took where you kind of just took a job and then kind of saved up some money and then went and got your master's? Or do you suggest like try and do your master's right away if you can? based on like what you've seen taking your classes so far um I mean like going back in like I just felt I was like whoa like I don't even remember half this stuff like when I was trying to prepare for like my mock trial because I was an expert witness for DNA I had my notes from like three years ago and I'm just like okay so um this is what I remember learning and like we're different like using like different loci I'm like oh yeah it's like 13 loci whole time now it's like 24 that we like you look at for like DNA typing and I'm just behind like, on the time <laughs> I'm like I know because like DNA like the field just changed so much so I'm just like she put in like 24 low sign like I'm looking at my notes I'm like it's only been three years I can't it's not 13 are we sure I'm just like so like that gap like it honestly like it it, it held me back a little bit because like oh, when we were like trying to like do like the box trial like I just listened to like that active and like saying things become just like I feel like if I say something it'll come up like I'll just be like like look stupid because I haven't been like academia for three years so right right. yeah yeah I totally get that like since I have to I feel like I'll be in a similar position but I'm sure that so I actually know more people than not that end up going back to grad school after multiple years like multiple Mm -hmm. gap years so I'm sure there's other people that are probably <laughs> way more off than you because they probably maybe made a last minute decision to go to grad school. Whereas you were kind mm-hmm. of like, you had your eyes set on doing forensic science or as, as mm-hmm. like, as long as I've known you, you at least have seemed like you really wanted to do it. So yeah. going back to like going back all the way to undergrad, what made you want to do forensics and pursue forensics after graduation? And then Tell me a little bit more about what you're going to focus on during your grad school now. Okay, so the reason why I got into forensic science was because I watched, okay, I so like I watched a lot of Law and Order. Like, I don't watch Bones. I don't watch Criminal Minds. Like, anytime it's like, oh, you're doing forensics so like yeah, Bones. That's always Minds, here too. I feel like a fraud because I've never watched any of those shows. I watch <laughs> Law and Order, SVU. That's like the only, that and like the ID channel. Cause you know we love that, but I just watched a lot, a lot of a Law and Order. Like I watched it with my sister one summer, and I was like, "Wow, this is really cool!" And then like in my biology class, like freshman year, we were doing gelectrophoresis. Like, oh, you could use this forensic science. I'm like, "That's so cool!" So oh my like, goodness, okay. yes, that was one of my favorite things too. <laughs> when you did the little DNA fingerprinting mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. whatever they call it, yeah, that was one of my favorite <laughs> laughs. I was just like, 
wow like this is really cool coming like prior to that like I was thinking like oh I'm just gonna be like a math teacher like you know why not math is okay I like kids I can see that like teaching them (laughs) me a math teacher yeah I could definitely see that actually (laughs) (laughs) so I went through school so I um declared a bio like I went in as a biology major and then like doing biology in high school like really discouraged me because I was taking like I was an I was an international baccalaureate student and IB biology did not make any sense to me like the way they were teaching it to me so I was like yeah no we're gonna move into chemistry so I was just like all right I'm gonna do I was undeclared though so I was taking like chemistry classes as like a bio major and then I finished gen chem and I'm like no it's no, no ma'am me. This, 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 it's a no for me dog like it's a wrap and we're not doing that because like when I did my research like you know when you're trying to go into college and like you have to do your research try to figure out your majors so you can figure out what colleges you want to go to I was just like I always knew I wanted to do forensic science and they're just like don't major forensic science because it's just going to be like you're narrowing like your like your scope and like Limiting understanding yourself and, like, a little too yeah much. right okay and so I was just like all right that's why I tried biology and then chemistry and I'm like you know what we're just gonna we're just gonna go for like chemistry the uh, friend we're just gonna go for forensic science and then I ended up minoring in chemistry and I swear I don't know like a chemistry I, <laughs> like I for my chemistry minor I took biochemistry one and two in a lab and that pretty much like satisfied my minor requirement so I just I kind of coughed out so I took like the bio of the chemistry to get my (laughs) chemistry minor because I can't do too much chemistry and I can't do too much bio like I don't know because I'm the opposite I was like I can't do too much bio because I get that testing anxiety (laughs) creeping over my shoulder taking analytical this oh like everybody was always just stressed taking analytical quantitative like Wait, I just, um mm-hmm. you ended up taking analytical right for the forensics program as an entry no I didn't I took it was between analytical and molecular biology so I took molecular biology because uh-huh. it's like the time to do a lab I don't have time to do a lab wait you didn't so. have to have a, a lab for molecular bio no was it hard because <laughs> I've never taken it and I have to have it as it's kind of like a prereq like review for my class that I'm going to take as my first class for the PhD program so mm-hmm. is it is I thought it, it was simple like straightforward I mean so I so I took a prereq before so okay so I started Towson this spring this yeah so this year spring so during the fall of 2020 I took um, molecular biology. It was like a school, like like in New York. It was like online, and like they had um, they had a virtual lab component, but like it wasn't required for Towson. So I was just oh. like, I was just Googling whatever goes. Just like yeah, I was just googling like molecular biology classes and like accredited, and like they took it, and I was just like, okay, like this works Yay. for me. <laughs> Honestly, and that's probably cheaper than doing it at some schools. I mean, I don't know if it was for you, but that's probably a cheaper option if you can find one that's like in state that does that or something. Mm-hmm. But so, is have you had a lot of labs for your classes yet for your masters? 
No. So like my first semester, I only took lab management and forensic science and law. So I didn't have to do any mm-hmm. labs. But this upcoming fall, I'm taking serology. And I don't remember the other class I'm taking. But my days on Monday are going to be extremely long. Like I'm going to be in class from two to nine. I was just going to ask you that. I'm sure that once labs get introduced to that schedule, uh-huh. your days just never end. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, goodness. That's exciting, though, because I feel like you'll start actually seeing the forensics part that you think of when you think Mm -hmm. of a forensics lab, because you want to be in the lab, right? Or do you want to be more so on the other side of it? I want to be in the lab. I do not have the heart to be in on a like crime scenes. I can't. There are a lot of wild people out here, so I can, mm-hmm. do not find me at a crime scene. I can't do that. <laughs> you want to just be behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just throw behind, behind the crime the scenes, scene. Putting me in a lab, you know. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I can't. Don't put me in a crime scene. I'm just like, I have to go home with that. Just like, think about that. No, I can't do that. There are people who can. I, I applaud them, but I'm, I'm not one of them. Can you be... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I guess since you'll do the molecular part of it, you probably won't see any dead bodies, right? At all? They just give me, they just give me a case file and I just oh, so you might see the evidence. Pictures, though. Yeah, they'll give me like pictures, but I'm like that's different than like actually like being true. There. Yeah, true. So, yeah. Do you think, so for the DNA, I don't know like how that works. Do you mm-hmm. go, do you branch after that into specialties when you're starting to work? Or is it strictly like you do kind of everything that is involved with like extracting it and stuff? I don't really, I don't know how that works. So like for like the DNA track, I mean, like job wise, I mean, you could do like serology or like you can do like DNA, like technology type. So like serology is more like you do like presumptives and like confirmatory tests. Like say you get like a sample and then they're just like, okay, so like, is it, is it blood? then you like run like a test for that but for like DNA technology it's more so of you take the sample you extract it you use a machine like an instrumentation to like do like PCR quantification amplify it all that good stuff and then it goes into like a database and then that like creates like a DNA like profile and you look at the profile and compare the alleles I'm getting really sciencey you compare it's fine compare, it's not, we want to hear the details you compare like the alleles to see like if there's like any consistencies if there's not and then like you go about it that way so like that's kind of like from like my understanding like being like removed from academia and then coming back that's what mm-hmm. I understand from like the DNA track because prior to this I'm just like what's the difference between serology and just like being like a, like a serologist like being a DNA analyst I'm like I didn't, right, I didn't really right. I, I didn't know what the difference was. I guess it's the comparative <laughs> analysis involved I guess yeah. and you also have access to all of those databases that probably I guess normal I guess uh serology people <laughs> clinical like serology people can't have access to I don't know <laughs> yeah serology is like more like a first step kind of like thing uh-huh. that's how I think of it it's like more so of like a first step and then like a DNA uh, analysis is like the next step after that okay okay so do you get really into 
current cases or you know like current missing person cases or anything that has to do with when they like release the forensic files about things you know like for murder cases or anything like that you mean like the academic setting like do they bring them in and like talk about it or like on my own like do I, like, like cases? both like for example I got really into like listening about the Gabby Petito case because mm-hmm. I yes. follow I follow a few police officers and then like a forensic doctor and mm-hmm. they would kind of put their two cents in like YouTube videos and really short clips and I kind of got really interested in it because they would explain the actual forensics behind things and what it meant when they would release certain I guess files that they were allowed to on the media and then they would kind of try to expand on that because they always cut things out you know in the news and everything mm-hmm. do you get into that yes and no so like I've listened to like some like murder like podcasts and stuff like that I'm just like wow like like cannibalism I'm just like how like (laughs) it was like some person in like I don't know what country it was but like it wasn't the United States but like uh I think his name was like Issei this was like in the like the 80s and like he I don't know he just just cannibalism I'm just like but like how do you even get to this point it was like the podcast name was like makeup and murder murder and makeup one of those and I don't know I recommend I've listened to a couple episodes and I thought they were cool and then like I listened to um another one it was just more like a missing case but it was like more for like African-American like people who are like missing I think it was African-American mm-hmm. women that were missing if I'm not mistaken and just like follow them like on those cases and I'm just like wow like that's really interesting but like when it like comes out like in like the actual news like I don't really unless I see a lot about it I don't really follow up really and then yeah but on like a professional note like my professors like they bring in like their old like casework and like show us like examples of like how things like go oh wow that's pretty cool though because then you just redact all the information that they can't show us but oh really yeah I didn't know so I guess oh I guess because there's other people that are still on those files I guess that they can't release yeah yeah I think it's so cool when they have the cold cases that Mm -hmm. were from maybe the 80s or the early 90s before they had any sort of like before they can get people's DNA and like compare and I just think it's so cool when they reopen those and then especially for a lot of African-American cases because people would just completely bypass those and then it's like they finally close the case and And it's just like family gets closure everything yeah it's world like it's that full full circle moment it's just like oh yes yeah I don't know I I it always like makes me happy to watch those documentaries I mean like it's sad but it's like justice has been served you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah I don't know I could see you being one of those professors or something like up there like testifying about something and then testifying (laughs) makes me so nervous (laughs) lord oh no I do you think you have to do it a lot or are you going to be in a position where you where you can just choose not to so in my law forensics class, um, due process, you have to be able to confront uh, any witnesses that are against you. So like if you make a report, any kind of thing, uh, drug analysis, DNA, like anything, anything that 
relates to the case, the defendant has the right to question you on your report. So if I did any kind of casework, I will have to like speak on what I did, how I know, what I know, how I did it, why I did it. Wow. That's crazy. It's going to be like nothing though, eventually. It's going to be one of those things where you know everything that you do and you're fully confident in it. And I'm sure that now it seems so scary, but you're going to be to the point where you're like, I know this better than anyone else. (laughs) And I'm going to show you why. (laughs) I feel like I trip up on my words. So they're just going to be like, I feel like, because you know, like they can really just like get you like attorneys, like they know exactly what they're doing. And so like in my law class, they're just like, you just have to answer the question and don't say anything else. And my problem is I like to say other things to justify what I just (laughs) said. So I'm just like, oh, A, B, C, D, F, G. And then like, (laughs) I had like X, Y, and Z. And they didn't ask for X, Y, and Z. So I'm just like, I have to stop myself and like think and just give like really short answers. Which is It'll not be like your first time yes or no. They're going to be like, was it this or this on the gel? And you're going to be like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's like, that's literally all I can say. Like you ask me yes or no question. Like I can't, or like, if it's like misleading for me to say yes or no answer, then like, I would just have to be like, well, it'll be misleading for me to give a yes or no answer. So I can't answer it that way. And you're yeah. like, they'd have to like try to rephrase it or like stuff like that. Wow. Did you watch the Staircase documentary on Netflix? I did not. I did not. I think there's. I, know, I was two- listening to like some of your other podcasts and I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> I need to keep up with my shows. Because <laughs> I'm like a TV junkie and like, you know this about me. <laughs> yeah, I do. That's why I really expected you to have seen this. I was I'm like, a fraud. Okay, I'm a fraud. Forensic <laughs> references. <laughs> last forensic show I watched was like it was more like documentary but like it was on Hulu and it was like these kids that are like getting taken from like at birth and just like being adopted exactly like they're just getting adopted into like other so like the doctor would like so like there was like because it was like way back in the day like when like abortion was like I mean it's still a sensitive topic but it's just like having abortions like it was like you can like you know like a certain clinic that can do abortions Mm -hmm. and everything like that so like the doctor would be like okay so like you want an abortion all right try to keep it the the doctor would try to be like okay so like try to hold on to like maybe like six months and then like the doctor would like deliver the child not tell the mother and then give the child to like somebody else for like x (laughs) amount of money and like what they didn't have like any kind of like official like birth records so it's just a whole bunch of people who don't know who their actual parents are like his heart was in the right place but But sir (laughs) sir you can't go snatching other people's babies baby snatcher (laughs) i'm shook there's this new documentary called our father i don't on netflix I feel like I've heard but I'm just like it just came out and it's basically you probably have heard of it before but there was this doctor that was an in vitro doctor and he was inseminating people with his own sperm yes I heard about that yes wild 
See, there's wild people out here. (laughs) Insane. And it's like, I knew how it ended, but it was interesting to watch anyway, because just like his logic and like seeing all the different siblings, like throughout the show, it shows you how many siblings show up and they're all on like the ancestry.com or whatever. So they say that they go on and it's like, you have 150 links or something like that. That's crazy. No. I'm like, I cannot imagine being like, I have 50 siblings in the same town as me. That like, what if you date your sibling or something? Yeah. It's actually invited to the family. You're reunion <laughs> at that point. Like, <laughs> I was actually thinking about that because I didn't know that there is a limit, I think, on a sperm donor because I'd, I thought that there wasn't because it's like, I read an article. It probably was fake, honestly. Like, I probably read it off, like, BuzzFeed. Who knows? <laughs> but Where's your citation? <laughs> I, I know, right? Was this a primary source? Mm. Um, <laughs> he apparently was, like, this very good-looking guy. And he would sell his sperm for, you know, a donor. And maybe it was because he was doing it under the table. I don't know. But apparently he was rich off of this because he was like a model. And this is like his side gig. Okay. Okay. But I was I was just talking to this girl at work. And I was like, what if he is like used as a donor for tons of people? And like they don't know who they're related to. But then in this Our Father documentary, they're saying that there's certain limits on how many people you can like donate to obviously because of this very problem (laughs) wow yeah I didn't yeah I didn't know there was a limit like I feel like I don't know I feel like people just like go to like a sperm bank and like you know they just donate and like they get their money and like they just go out like I didn't like they go out and live their life (laughs) yeah like I mean I'm trying to have like a punch card system like you know like (laughs) Like, you're not going to be, like, I told them, like, oh, you're on your 49th visit, you know, one more visit, you can't be here anymore. Like, like I don't know, like. <laughs> yeah, they have to have a whole screening process and everything, apparently. Yeah. I mean, that's good to know. I mean, like, there's a lot of people that need sperm donors, and you don't want just any free willy-nilly walking in there and donating, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, that is very true. That is very true. Walking down the street, you just pass a sibling and you just won't know. Exactly. That was like the whole point of the Our Father documentary, but <laughs> highly recommend you watch it. Okay, <laughs> if you're, now that if you're I'm never school, watch- I can add that to my watch list. <laughs> true. Now you can actually watch TV. The only reason that I've watched so much TV is because I live alone basically now and I don't have school because. I'm binging now because I know that soon I'm not going to be watching any TV because I'll just be studying (laughs) or in the lab all day. But what was the other one that I said you should watch? The Um, Inventing Anna. I like in your podcast, you were saying that. Okay. So here's my thing. Here's my thing. I liked watching that. Like I liked watching a reality show, which it was kind of like a dramatic version of a true story apparently but I didn't like it for its acting and stuff like or the plot mm, okay. it was just like one of those things where I was like oh my goodness I can't believe that that's crazy you mm-hmm. know just like some ex- I just want a little bit of spice in my life you know like some yes. laughter in my day mm-hmm. but 
I was a little disappointed in the girl that plays the main character. I forgot her name, the actress, but she's in Ozark and I was watching that show too. And mm-hmm. she's really good in Ozark and she's like one of the stars of the show. Mm-hmm. And I guess she is super, super famous from that. I'm not really sure if she's on another show, honestly. Like I had never seen her before I saw that show. And then she's the main character in Inventing Anna and she's the girl with the weird accent. But like, she just kind of got on my nerves the whole show, but I watched it anyway. <laughs> like, I just got to see it through. <laughs> the way she swindles people, I was like, I need to see this. I have to see this. Mm. And then Tinder Swindler. Like, you need to see all those. I think Netflix is just on, like, a binge of sharing swindling stories. Okay, so listen. I just finished Who Killed Sarah? I watched that over the weekend. This Wait, season- I was going to watch that, but I wasn't really sure of like how serious it was like sometimes I just fall asleep <laughs> first two seasons chef kiss like phenomenal this last season is like low-key hard to follow because well I can't give it away but like the way they like use the characters is like very confusing but I recommend the first two seasons of the show wait Here so is it is it based on a true story or is I it honestly- don't remember wait what's the, it's just what's a the... lot of I can take it away so okay so like this girl her name is Sarah um she has an older brother and you know the older brother is just trying to like fit in with like you know the people like he's like surrounded with I think that like, they all go to school together or, like same neighborhood or whatever they um they all go on like a trip and like the girl's also dating like one of like her brother's like friends or something like that. But they all they all go on a trip. And on the trip, she like goes like on like a parachute. Like, is it like the parachute with the jets, like the Wait, like the boat? I did and, like first, se- or first episode. Okay. So the, like the parachute, parasail. like parasailing. Par- okay, yeah. yeah, parasail. The string, whatever, the harness, like it rips. And it's like, it's foul play. Like, you can just tell it's foul play. And then like, she dies and her brother gets framed for her death. And so he goes away to jail. And like, so the first episode he gets like, he gets out on like good behavior. And he's just like, I'm going to get to the end of like, who killed my sister. And so it's just like a whole like twist and turns of him trying oh, to find out okay. who killed his sister. Wow. Okay. So I didn't watch the whole first episode because I'm not gonna lie. I watched it with Joey, and he was a he was a buzzkill because he was like, I can't watch because <laughs> no. you know the beginning's kind of cheesy with like the subtitles, and it's like the first episode of anything is always a little bit if mm-hmm. as you're like yeah. not quite hooked onto a show, and then mm-hmm. you know they really gotta snatch you. But he wasn't quite snatched. So I was like, you know, I'm going to watch this without you. And then I never got around to it. But did you watch Dead? Oh, wait, we have eight minutes, 35 seconds. What is that with you? (laughs) What is going on? (laughs) Okay, well, we'll wrap up in like five minutes. But did you watch Dead to Me? That one's hilarious. I feel like I did. Did I? It's with the blonde and the brunette and the one lady, her husband's hit by a car. And then I'm not gonna, I'm not really spoiling it by saying this because I think you find out in like the first episode or something, but she makes friends with the person that she finds out like, like oh wait, no, 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 I might give, I might be giving something away, but like, 
she just ha- makes friends with this other lady who's like mourning and she's like oh I I had my had my husband die too or something like that but it's just like their funny relationship and the one lady is really like um I don't know her her humor is just really funny it's like how are you and she's like as good as someone can be like when their husband just got hit by a car like it's just like humor like that that kills me <laughs> <laughs> we love good dry humor <laughs> I yeah. feel like I did did I I'm like, I would be surprised. Like I would be surprised if you didn't. And imposters, I recommended that one to you. No, yes, that imposters, one. yes, I like yeah. that one. That I one like that good. one. I don't think but... I, no, I haven't seen Dead to Me. I you haven't. Have I'm, I'm a fraud. I'm a fraud. Um... <laughs> you have to. Season two has like the biggest twist. Uh, you have to watch it. So good. Noted, now noted. that I'm at it. Now that I'm sending you home with a list of things you should watch. <laughs> I'll have a report. It's okay. Just give me like two weeks and I'll have a report. This is actually with a so citation. Funny. APA. <laughs> Seven pages. Thank you. Um, <laughs> when when my friend Ashley was on the podcast, I said, mm-hmm. like, I asked her the same questions. I was like, have you seen Inventing Anna or uh, Tender Swindler? Because that was when I was like at its peak of, you know, everybody was watching it. Yeah. And then she was just like I haven't watched any of this because I mean she's been busy with pharmacy school and stuff and then I was like okay next time you come on my podcast you have to like send me a report after you watch it so I guess I'm just gonna send everyone home with a little (laughs) report Mm -hmm. of what well you have to watch who killed Sarah I know I need to that'll be my swap maybe that'll be my new show because I think I just finished most of the shows I wanted to watch so Say Stranger Things is coming back. This is oh, us true. is sadly ending. I've never watched um, that. This is us has my entire soul. I love that's that what everyone show. says, and it has a lot of seasons. So the acting is so good. The way the characters come, I mean, like you see the characters like grow up, and like the way mm-hmm. the casting perfect like you can't beat that like the yeah I heard everyone does say that that it's just like it's like a movie the whole way through it's not a show like you know shows it's always like you can tell they cut corners a little bit but a movie it's like Mm -hmm. wonderful all the way through that's everyone it's top two and it's not number two like the manner it's like (laughs) it's it's great it's great I promise it's great like you'll shed you'll shed some tears but it is all good it's all good (laughs) takes a lot for me to shed tears but I think I've become it become like more soft-hearted when coming to movies or watching movies mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I I shed more tears nowadays okay I don't know what that makes me an emotional <laughs> woman maybe perhaps <laughs> perhaps it just makes me emotional I don't know but yeah so maybe I'll shed some tears and watch that so I'll add those two to my list but we have four minutes 45 seconds left of this <laughs> Zoom okay call like rapid question okay yeah so okay should I ask you one more question okay in four minutes 30 seconds one tip that you would say helps you bloom or like one thing that makes you feel like you bloom like in life or you know your career Ooh, or like a tip a tip um this is hard um I don't know I had like a lot of like life changes like recently so I'm trying to like get to like know myself in terms of like 
hobbies like what I like to do and all that and like mm. I, I don't know all, like I actually just like hold myself back like taking a class by myself no that's kind of scary but I'm just like just put yourself out there be open to new opportunities and everything I feel like that's a tip that I should honestly take myself I'm still struggling mm-hmm. but you know we're working on me right but yes. um smart girl summer yeah yeah <laughs> I, that's what I would say in terms of like career I would say just try honestly just try like anything because I mean like if a job doesn't make you happy it does not make you happy like just mm-hmm. because you have bills don't stick with a job because you're gonna come home every day and just like end up being upset and when someone asks you like oh how was your day it's like well it's just good for me to be home and True. you don't want that and, like you, you spend like, a lot of time at your job yeah like you spend a good amount of time at your job and like you're just gonna be waiting for retirement like you're just kind of down days to retirement like that's like no way to live so find a job that actually makes you happy like if it pays a little less at least you're happier like would you rather be happy if you know have a little less money or like have more money just be unhappy like you only live one life so like live it happy that's that's just my take (laughs) snaps snaps amy what a perfect note to end on honestly I feel like that was really good advice that's so true though that is true like it's not about the money it's about the happiness basically it sounds like what you're saying but thanks for joining the podcast today zoom wants to kick us off so we're gonna have to end here but thanks for joining us today and I hope you can join again of course Girl, you know I'm gonna be back. <laughs> you better Thanks for having. <laughs> you gotta hit me up like so updates for the podcast. I'm like, yes, bet. let's go. <laughs> yes. Great, everyone so that's the end of the episode if you enjoyed it please rate it five stars and leave a review on apple podcasts if you feel so inclined and i will talk to you guys next week mm-hmm.